Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. You are listening to the flagship audio production of Light Reading, the telecom industry's most important daily outlet for news and analysis. This is Phil Harvey. I'm an editor at Light Reading, the ringmaster of this particular circus, directing your attention to the publication's most daring acts and setting your expectations accordingly. I will be joined by my colleague and fellow editor, Kelsey Zeiser. She is of the 5G Exchange, and she is always curating and assembling a vast collection of marvels and curiosities in the 5G universe. You should check out her fine work at the5gexchange.com. But what you need to know now, dear listener, is that we have an interview for you. Not one, but two guests from Windstream. Uh, Windstream Communications. We have Mike Frame, the VP of Product Management for SD-WAN, and Scott Yelton, the Senior Director of Product Management, and they both work at Windstream Enterprise, so they're both on the enterprise side, and you will get their thoughts, their insights on SD-WAN and on unified communications and on how Windstream as a company is changing from a traditional telco to a real managed service provider. We will serve that all up to you in that way that only we can right after this break. Welcome to the podcast, uh, Mike Frain and Scott Yelton from Windstream Enterprise. Hello, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Uh, it'd be better if you guys did it in unison. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Good afternoon. We coordinated from across the country. Excellent. Kelsey, uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks. Excellent. Um, so let me separate the voices for, this, for the people who are listening uh, in their car on the way to work or wherever they might be on the treadmill, uh, falling down a flight of stairs. Uh, Scott falling off their Peloton. Uh, what, what does your voice sound like Scott Yelton? So hi, it's Scott Yelton. And, uh, yes, I'm the East coast contingent. Ah, okay. For Street, yes. East coast. And so that puts Mike Frayne either in the West coast or somewhere in the middle. That puts me on the West coast up in Washington state. Okay. All right, boy, that's not that uh, Washington state. I don't even think of that as West coast. That's almost, uh, that's almost another country entirely. Canada light. <laughs> Right. I was going to say, I, I grew up in Minnesota, so I'm just used to being Southern Canada. Right. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, so Mike and Scott, something we've we've talked about a little bit recently on the podcast is just um, some of the opportunities, but also challenges of increasingly mobile workforces for enterprises. So how is Windstream addressing um, your customers' needs and managed services for this increasingly mobile workforce that, you know, employees perhaps using their own cell phones and devices and, you know, maybe mobility is also changing the security landscape. My, my uh, responsibility here at Windstream is our networking and security offerings. So as, as such, uh, mine are still pretty facilities based. Um, we don't uh, currently extend, uh, you know, our SD-WAN or our, our uh, MPLS or our, our networking out to uh, mobile devices. However, they, you know, mobile devices obviously uh, operate on on our network um, very regularly. I'd say, from my perspective, uh, we've embraced the mobile workforce more uh, in our uh, in our interface with uh, with Windstream and the services and solutions we provide through our digital experience. So. Um, we've adopted a very mobile forward strategy. Uh, so the, the visibility and control that you have 
uh, over your uh, your security and your network services uh, are are available to you both in your browser as well as on your mobile app. And we've uh, we've started uh, greatly expanding the the mobile app capabilities when it comes to the the network and security side uh, for visibility and control. Absolutely. So. Um... First of all, you know, if you kind of look at it from the perspective of like the broad market and going down to applying it to ours, I mean, when I look at the global stats, I mean, almost 70% of the workforce now is working remotely at least one day a week, uh, and that's growing. And if you take Windstream as a, our own poster child, we've got over 60% of our employees that are RHO, um, and even more than that, that are, that are out of the office at least one day a week, and that fall in that broader category. Our collaborate. I pull, pull the numbers, and our our use of video content collaboration tools um, increased by three hundred and sixty percent just between two thousand eighteen and two thousand nineteen. Uh, so <laughs> I'll pull, pull the same stats for twenty, but I gotta think, you know, if we if we are even uh, setting the example that uh, the market's not too far behind, and so we see that, and we by we have to respond to that in a couple of ways. One, as Mike Mike mentioned, you no know, mobile forward technology. It's got to be where we are. Enable everything we do mobile, uh, the apps, the the web interfaces, um, the devices, the browser, browser support, um, all of that. And then you know also you know we're also seeing where companies. It's not the hey we can bring everybody into a conference room and get them trained up anymore, right? We're we're doing a lot more. Uh, remote training sessions using our own collaboration tools, but also leveraging um, others and then um, enabling self-install, things like that for remote home office workers and people that are just on the go. You can't you can't track them down at a location to get them, uh, get them even if it's a manage your own device type of a scenario. So I think those are all things that we're seeing. And then lastly, the environment for delivery right is changing it's not just about oh, okay is your corporate LAN equipped with all the right ports and security settings to handle the unit communication service now it's like anywhere they are they expect it to work so they, we want to make sure that we've got uh, we're equipping them to be able to work mobily you know wherever they are i actually appreciate the fact that i just wanted to acknowledge that uh, you know that that windstream looks at itself as an enterprise first in terms of looking at, uh, at you know, some of the trends and where, uh, you know, to, to kind of get a get an idea of where things might be changing. I, I, I think that's a, a great tendency, especially if you're selling to other enterprises, is look and see what your own workforce is doing and what their needs are. That's, that's a pretty good, uh, definitely a good trend. Absolutely. And then looking a, a little broader um, at what your customers are also asking, uh, from Windstream, how are their needs changing around managed services, um, you know, perhaps around security and cost and ease of use, um, you know, maybe new UC services? Um, what What's changed over the last few years in terms of their needs? I can start us off on this one, Mike, and I know uh, channel, but definitely on the security and other components. So, uh, what we are seeing where, you know, a lot of customers obviously look to the service providers as a one point of accountability. Um, sometimes I like to call it guilty until proven innocent. If we, if there is an issue, mm -hmm. we, we want to find it, even if it's not ours. Uh, so helping, you know, identify where those are. Uh, and that could be in the local land, could be in a lot of different areas. Uh, with, you know, with Unified Communications in particular, um, I think, 
even this whole consumer culture uh, that's that's evolved around things like you know with uh, Amazon Prime now is not helping any of us from the standpoint of when somebody expects they click a button expected to have something almost instantaneous right <laughs> now yeah now uh, so expect the same type of experience in that if I order something if I provision a license for a user to use a mobile soft phone for example I want it to work now I want it to be able to you know click the button assign it to a user get uh, get a number and fire them up and have that new employee off and running that same day or within you know with within minutes. So I think that that whole expectation level of uh, has risen. and uh, so we're we're definitely seeing that across multiple fronts, but um, feeling it with uh, definitely the user by communication suite where it used to be you call into a service provider, you you know waited around a day or two for an order to be processed and you may or may have to sign a piece of paper and uh, before things have happened but uh, that's that paradigm has definitely shifted um, the only other area that I'll, I'll comment on there is accessibility uh, and availability has become key now where um, things like present status now need to be bridged across multiple platforms it's not just about um, am I sitting in front of my desktop? And if my is my emoji lit up as a, as I'm live? Uh, it's are you available via mobile? Are you available uh, via chat only? Are you available via uh, you know multiple channels for collaboration? So I think that whole concept around presence is evolving now, uh, especially with the mobile workforce as we talked about. Um, I'll hand it over to Mike to sort of chime in on the the security and um, network side. Yeah, great, Scott. And, and uh, hey, as soon as we're able to offer that text me only option, uh, that would be great. Every time my phone rings, I look at it like I'm getting a call from an alien. Uh, so <laughs> if, if first on the list, if right? Move to text, and I am. Uh, I, I would be. Uh, I'd be incredibly happy. Uh, so when when we look at how the managed services um, requirements are changing, I'll say some are changing and some are not. Right. Uh, the basic customer demand is still the same. Customers want what they ordered to work, and when it doesn't uh, work, they want it fixed. Um, what we're finding actually is the customer's propensity to buy managed services. Um, if you look at you know the, the global market, uh, managed services has always lagged in the in the United States and in North America, right? Um, the the, the buying behaviors internationally have been for managed services, but uh, in the U.S. we've had a, a real DIY type of approach historically. Um, but what we're finding is that um, most of most of our customers and, and you know high 80 percent of our customers are buying um, our high touch concierge service for for SD WAN, where you know we really manage it um, all for them, uh, soup to nuts. Uh, and one of the things that we've we've done with that to help bridge those those customers is we offer uh, even with our concierge service we offer a, a co-managed experience right and we do that uh, to provide customers with complete transparency and when I look at Windstream's journey over the last you know three years we'll call it um, I think that that's a, a, a big step that we've taken as a managed communication service provider. Uh, managed services is no longer a black box, right? We, we, we don't have that black, back, black box um, method of approaching management where, hey, Mr. Customer, don't worry, it's fine, everything's good, we're doing what you want, uh, it's, gonna, it's gonna all be great. Uh, but we've moved into uh, an open and transparent environment, right? Where you can see all your tickets, you can see the ticket notes that we're making, 
uh, on your behalf, you can you can see the uh, you can see the configurations. You can go and you can edit the configurations, and in that manner, you know, we're giving customers that you know the the trust but verify model, right? In, in the co-management as we move forward, and I think that that bridge has really helped a, a lot of customers become more comfortable with the the managed service offering that we have. Uh, when it comes to security, it, uh, cost, ease of use. Um, uh, the ease of use side, you know, obviously the, the digital experience that, uh, you know, that I talked about last time is, is really critical, right? Giving that co-managed, uh, co-managed capability. And then uh, security is, is a, a feature that we're, you know, we're really integrating into uh, the, the network components, right? We have a, a, a variety of ways you can consume uh, security or firewall offerings, uh, either at the premises or in the cloud or in a hybrid model. And we, so we want to be as flexible as possible um, to enable the customers to run their operations, run their businesses the, the way that they want to. Uh, and, you know, on the cost side, um, I'll, I'll say customers want more for less faster. Um, so <laughs> uh, on, uh, from our perspective, right, uh, that's where a lot of the work that we're doing uh, with, you know, with big data and insights and, and solution-based uh, modeling is really coming in to help us uh, help us op- optimize our costs so that we can in turn uh, provide uh, you know a, a better cost basis to the customer and and whether that's in dollars or in value that we provide uh, it, it's it's really up to the end user to decide how to consume that. Mm-hmm. Excellent, uh, thanks, Mike. Uh, let's qu- let's uh, quickly stop down for a break and we will be right back on the Light Reading Podcast. Gentlemen, you, uh, you cool? I'm, I'm good to go. I just put my shoes back on, laced them up. <laughs> Welcome back to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Phil Harvey. I'm joined by Kelsey Zeiser, my co-host. Hello, Kelsey. Hey, Phil. And Mike Frain from Windstream Enterprise. Hello, Mike. Hey. And Scott Yelton, also from Windstream Enterprise. Hello, Scott. Hello, hello. All right, great. Thanks uh, uh, for uh, signing on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's keep going. Uh, Kelsey, what's what's next on your big list of questions? Oh, yeah. So, Mike, you've, you've spoken at a few of our events about SD-WAN, uh, and I was curious to hear from you how things have changed for Windstream um, you know, since initially launching SD-WAN, um, are, you know, is customer demand for security in SD-WAN changing? Um, you talked a little bit about co-management and overall managed services. Is that, um, you know, bleeding over into SD-WAN as well? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, when, when we looked at SD-WAN, Four years ago, um, you know, we there were some foundational tenets that we had. Um, you know, we we needed to be able to integrate it into our network, right? So it had to be multi-tenanted. We had to be able to uh, pull it into our digital experience so that we could um, that that we could uh, provide customers with the the co-management capabilities, and and it obviously had to work in in the greater ecosystem that we had. Um, so I'll say. You know, what what's changed from four years ago? 
uh, we have a lot of customers uh, on it right now. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's good. Changed, which, is, which is fantastic. Um, you know, the, the demand has, has only picked up. Uh, uh, definitely the, the, the security requirements uh, have, uh, have become highlighted, right? As we looked at, um, you know, as customers started to move more uh, internet uh, ingress or internet uh, egress into their network, right? Their, mm-hmm. their security envelope expanded, right? From the, you know, what I'll call the traditional MPLS model, where maybe you went through a, a, a core-based firewall or you went back to your data center. Now with SD-WAN, we're, we're opening up more, um, um, more attack services, uh, mm-hmm. as it were, to, uh, to the outside. So the security discussion uh, is, is, is uh, high priority on the, on the list. And as, as we talk about SD-WAN, we, we really don't talk about it without security. Mm-hmm. Uh, Many of our customers uh, leverage our uh, managed network security cloud platform. Uh, others leverage our managed network security uh, premises platform. And uh, we're also the first half of this year, we'll be rolling out an, an integrated box um, with uh, you know, best-in-class SD-WAN, best-in-class security in, in a single box um, for the premises. So we're, we're really excited about that. And then on the... Um, on the visibility control and and co-management piece, you know, again, that was that was fundamental. We we understood that uh, SD WAN as a technology was was fantastic, uh, mm-hmm. but it was really an evolution from what we were doing with IPsec VPN, um, you know, from from ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was the digital experience that we felt in in you know in our very core. Uh, was the biggest piece that we were going to be able to to use to differentiate, um, and and luckily we've it's proven right. Um, we have a, a you know best in class or a best in industry uh, interface portal with uh, both on the the browser based and in the uh, in the mobile app as well, and and we continue to uh, expand our capabilities uh, with that um, with that that digital experience to. And and it, it's actually it, it's it's a lot of fun for me to go out and talk to customers, um, you know, especially customers who use the native orchestrators today, uh, because they see the power of what we're doing in in our digital experience. You know, we um, we really looked at um, a, a different models when it came to uh, visibility control and co-management. And, you know, there are there are many out there that provide their end users with read only access to the mm-hmm. native management platforms. Uh, there are some that provide unrestricted access to the, the management platforms. Uh, and, and we've really chosen. That the sounds goal. a little dangerous. It's very, yeah, it's very dangerous. So uh, we really we, we try to focus on what I what I call the Goldilocks approach. Right. OK. Providing co-management while leveraging the APIs so that we could customize and enhance the experience but uh, not let people crater their own networks. Uh, so it's, it's a delicate balance and, and we continue to refine it. Um, and in fact, we have different levels of, of hierarchy in our systems, depending upon um, your experience with the technology and your, and your ability to, to self-manage. So we're really trying to customize that experience for, the, for each individual uh, customer. Mm-hmm. And then I think you all have um, different tiers for your SD-WAN services as well, correct? Like a basic model, and then you mentioned concierge services earlier, which I'm guessing comes with a complimentary butler. Is that 
Oh, right. It does. And it comes with a butler <laughs> as well as uh, <laughs> uh, restaurant recommendations uh, oh. within a five block radius. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Fantastic. Yeah. I'll sign up. Uh, yeah, so we, we do have we do have two different models today: the advanced model, and then the the concierge model. Uh, both have the same capabilities in the portal with co-management, uh, but with the concierge model, uh, you have a you have a, a dedicated person who is you know, evaluating your network and looking at it and, and reaching out to you proactively to talk about enhancements that that can be made, and, and that happens both during the rollout as well as the ongoing lifetime. Uh, that you're a customer. Okay. As I mentioned earlier, uh, the vast, vast majority of customers uh, are choosing that concierge model. It's got to be a challenge in both of the uh, areas that you guys work in, both in Unified Comms and in uh, SD-WAN, that customers are kind of this weird mix of, uh, like you like you were saying earlier, or, um, uh, or the point that was made earlier was, you know, about how sort of the Amazon effect has sped up what people um, expect from services when they're dealing with a company, you know, as soon as they think of it, they want it to happen right then. But another thing that Amazon does, that's kind of hard to do sometimes, um, in the context that you're dealing with is, is hide all the complexity of what's going on because you're actually offering them re you know, a really complex service and, and they may want to see like, all the data and all the stuff and have some control and that sort of thing. But how do you do all of that and hide as much of that complexity from them as possible? Um, right. And, and obfuscate it from them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's it's a delicate balance for sure. I'll have to give yeah. Mike credit. I mean, his, he and his team have really redefined what, you know, SD mean, WAN means Stand from a set of networking protocols, jargon, and hieroglyphic-like, you know, uh, <laughs> controls to a real customer experience that even someone like me could manage. So, hey, you know, that, that says a lot. Yeah. So, give him credit with that as well as, you know, he was also the man that introduced me to cheese curds. So, you know, he's got that going for him too. So. Uh, that was a great trip to Wisconsin, Scott. <laughs> that was oh a great trip. Gosh, I remember yeah. that fondly. But I digress. You yeah. know, it's a it's a digression worth taking. I, I'm still getting my head around some of those uh, uh, poutine and cheese curds are like two things oh, yeah. I haven't. I, those delicacies I haven't <laughs> sampled yet, but I'm going to get there. Seems like it's exactly. good cold weather food for sure. It, it is good hearty cold weather food coming from Minnesota. Uh, yes, it absolutely is. Uh, but, but I mean, you're right. It, it is a, uh, it is a delicate dance, right? Um, yeah. because, uh, and, and you have customers who, as I mentioned earlier, have, have different levels of capability and different levels of want as well. Right. Like I, mm -hmm. we have customers who don't want to be in the portal who, who, who want to leave it all. And we have customers who, you know, we have, uh, we have reports in the portal and they regularly download Excel files behind the scenes, right? Just mm -hmm. to like dig even deeper into the data. So, yeah. um, you know, luckily we run a, a, a highly agile development methodology here. So within a sprint or two, uh, we can typically turn customer requests into real working capabilities in our digital experience. And that's not only on the, on the network side for SD-WAN, but also I know Scott does that uh, regularly on the, the Office Suite and UCAS side as well. Hmm. Absolutely. I think that's that's one of the things that's been very refreshing with Windstream is we've got uh, we've had an infusion of uh, development uh, resources, I'll say, over the last two, two to three years, um, some some with acquisition and some with growth and uh, hurry. But that has been key to our success is that we've got a development team, I, th I think, second to none when it comes to not only the products themselves, 
uh, like with Office Suite in particular, a product that that I um, manage, it is a 100% we own the code, we wrote the code, ground up, soup to nuts type thing. But also the web interface, the interaction with the customers, we're constantly focused on the user experience. And like Mike said, there's there's definitely different levels. I mean, we we started off from the humble beginnings, I'll say, of a small business, we, which we still cherish uh, having those small businesses and treat them uh, well. But we've also now expanded to, obviously, Windstream Enterprise, as the name would say, the enterprise market. Mm-hmm. And what we learned is you, you need a lot more layers of control there and administration. And they uh, some customers are very particular about who they want to see what. I may have one person that can only see the billing. I have one person that can only see their particular devices and their can control their components or a, a branch manager that handles just a branch of um, you know multi conglomerate so yeah. that's the complexities we've had to deal with there which is brings to bear security control as well uh, and then but then that usability right if it's not easy to use if it's not intuitive uh, we mentioned Amazon but Apple's done a lot to drive that type of demand too they want it to be intuitive don't want to have to be able to use Python or R right, code to do mm-hmm. anything. It's got to yeah. be, you know, press the big button and turn it on. Let's go. So I think that's where we're seeing a lot of demand. Yeah, no, it's it, it's interesting that that uh, uh, the the well, you answered our last question, which was sort of what sets Windstream apart. So I, I think I think the development resources, the speed to getting from a customer idea to a customer feature or implementation is is really the key for. Um, for Windstream and for communication service providers in general now, because the the market demands that it be uh, uh, turned around quickly, but also, like you said, something that's um, Apple-like, easy to use, something they don't have to figure out um, because they're they're betting their business on it. So um, I think that's a pretty uh, pretty good. Uh, place to leave it. Is there any other big differentiation point um, either one of you would highlight in terms of how Windstream Enterprise, you know, has maybe changed and maybe people haven't uh, uh, haven't noticed yet or or need to take notice? I think Mike and I both have the same. The same. Well, yes, the answer is yes, but I think we have the same one. Mike, go ahead and uh, jump in, and I'll I'll follow on. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, we we've talked a lot about. Uh, the digital experience and and what we're doing there, it, it it really allows us to provide that single pane of glass for the entire solution. Uh, and so it's not just an it's not an SD WAN portal and then a uh, voice portal and you go over someplace else for a, a security portal. It, it's all uh, it's all in a single pane of glass. And and we've we've also now on the back end have started pulling all the data, right? All the different data sources that we have from, you know, office suite and, and security and SD-WAN and LAN services and, and other capability, uh, other, other services we offer all into one big data lake. So mm-hmm. we're, um, we've recently launched uh, what we call, you know, our big insights, uh, our CIO coined the term. We, we keep talking about big data, but big data is just a bunch of information, big, big insights you can actually do something with. So, uh, we've we've rolled out big insights, uh, which are giving you know actionable information or uh, actionable items to both our internal teams, right? Uh, so that we can take action to to make services better, and as well as the customer, uh, so they can see what's happening in their network. Um, you know, the uh, I would say that 
you know, historically, uh, Windstream has has you know been a, a facilities-based provider, right? A lot of uh, T1, a lot of Ethernet, uh, fixed wireless, uh, and we've we've made that transition into a, a blended access provider where we have you know the ability to provide broadband and uh, from you know the, the the MSOs as well as from the LEX, um, we can provide cellular capabilities. We can provide um, you know other over-the-top um, over-the-top type of access to uh, round out a network, right? So we can provide that single stop or that, that single back to pat partnership when it comes to um, designing and, and rolling out your network. Uh, and then we've, you know, we've obviously already talked about the, the security integration and, and then the concierge, um, the concierge motion that we've had and in, in with the, the co-management, right? I think that, you know, it, it's been, you know, three years in, in the process, three plus years in the process. But I, I fully believe that we have turned the corner from being a, you know, a, a, a traditional telco to a true managed communication service provider and it really anchored by, um, you know, some the the SD-WAN service that uh, that my team supports and then all the fantastic work that Scott Yelton and team have done on the office suite side to, to really turn that corner uh, and really create a create a new company uh, out of a out of an old company. Yeah, I think to, to really to sum that up in much like Mr. Frain and myself, I think our SD WAN office suite go, um, offers go together like peas and carrots. We just work together. <laughs> so, and we and that's not by uh, accident, right? We've designed it all along uh, to do that. In fact, I've, I've asked Mike to custom name my products in the office suite or the SD WAN orchestrator. So customers are, can easily pick out those applications and recognize them as being you know, real-time, high-priority, and where they need to be. So I think it's important. Great. Well, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today, Mike and Scott. It's been great um, speaking with you, and I feel like I really need to go find some poutine and cheese curds now. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, peas and carrots, but hey, we'll just have a big oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, to balance I mean, out. I prefer, I prefer the chocolate <laughs> and peanut butter, but, I mean, you can use it whichever analogy works for you, Scott. You're much more healthy than I am. I'm sure you're <laughs> You're probably leaving here and then running a marathon just for funsies. <laughs> okay. That was tomorrow, but okay. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. That is it. That is our show. Thanks so much to our guest, Mike Freen and Scott Yelton from Windstream Enterprise. Thanks to my co-host, Kelsey, for peppering us with food humor and keeping those questions flowing. Thanks to our production crew, Pierre and Tien, as they are often left sweeping up the spotlight. And thanks to you, dear listener, because if you weren't paying attention, we wouldn't be able to get away with doing all of this at work. Everyone, please tell a friend to subscribe. Please do so on any platform that you like. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Let's bring a few more people into our inner circle under the big top, and we will see you next time on the Light Reading Podcast.